You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. And what's up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I had a Saints-Bears recap less than 24 hours ago to break down that thrilling Saints overtime win over the Chicago Bears to improve their record of 5-2. and two. And what happens less than 24 hours later, the Saints make a big-time trade to really improve their defense with the deadline less than 24 hours, uh, I believe 4 or 3 p.m. Eastern. So it's right around this time. Uh, and the Saints decide they're going to make a splash to improve this defense put all the chips on the table say we're all in and I'm going to break it down so the New Orleans Saints acquire Quan Alexander linebacker from the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for Kiko Alonso and a conditional fifth round pick now the first reaction to Saints fans like myself we were like holy shit I mean this is a team that actually put all the chips in and I said to you guys a couple weeks ago a lot of people think that the Saints aren't aggressive this is the third straight deadline the Saints have been aggressive. The first time around, they acquired Eli Apple, even though he wasn't good. They were busy, and they tried to get another corner. The second time around, I spoke to multiple sources that said they wanted Emmanuel Sanders. They just weren't willing to give multiple picks up, which the 49ers were able to. Funny enough, the Saints get Emmanuel Sanders in free agency literally a couple months later. And now this time around, the Saints get Quan Alexander. He's still just 26 years old. He's got two more years remaining on his contract, but the Saints basically uh, are not on the hook for all that stuff. It's paying him $3 million this year and then you can figure it out if you want to keep him and it's a position of need and I said last night on the podcast guys the Saints you might think they need quarterback help I might say they might need cornerback help but they like their DB room whether or not they're performing they like the talent in their DB room because they know when they're on their game Janoris Marshawn Gardner Johnson those type of guys can elevate that defense they just haven't done that the linebacking corpse by the way has been an issue if it's not Demario Davis or outside of Demario Davis I should say They don't have much to offer. So there's a lot of things I want to talk about this trade. I want to talk about what it means for the Saints. What does Quan bring to the table and a little bit more fun jazz. But obviously, look, this is a team that knows what's at stake. They're 5-2, and and they're at 5-2 and without their best football player. I mean, you guys might be saying that he's not, but Michael Thomas is the best player on the New Orleans Saints. And they're 5-2 and right now. They've been putting up together a win streak without the reigning offensive player of the year. Why not go for it? And they're not giving up a lot. They're getting rid of Kiko Alonso, who probably wasn't going to play this year. He's not even healthy. Um, And even if he was going to play, he's a time bomb when it comes to getting injured. And a conditional fifth-round pick, which, let's be real, the Saints actually have draft picks this year. Might as well get rid of one. And for the 49ers, they have great linebackers already with Greenlaw and Fred Warner. This made Quan Alexander expendable. I'm not saying the 49ers are rebuilding, but the 49ers are injured. It makes no sense for them to be buyers right now. For the Saints, it makes absolute sense with uh, Drew Brees probably being in his last season. So let's talk about it. What does this mean? Move. What does this move mean? Jesus, uh, just mixed up my words there. What does this uh, move mean for the Saints? Look, Zach Bond clearly number one is not going to contribute on the defensive side of the football this year. That was the first thing I thought when this trade went through. I mean, I I saw Zach Bond had a nice tackle on special teams yesterday, but the Saints didn't trade up to have Zach Bond making special teams tackles. Either he's not learning the playbook, he's not the fit that the Saints wanted, which is the bigger issue if that was the case, or it really is one of those scenarios where, look, a weird year. You didn't have rookie OTAs, you didn't have rookie minicamp, you didn't have preseason, so Zach Bond's just behind the eight ball right now, and because of that, you need to go get more help at linebacker, and that would make a lot of sense. So that was one thing for me, too. The Saints might not be too pleased with Alex Anzalone, whose snaps actually went down in Chicago. I think Alex Anzalone's a fine football player. I don't think he's anything special. 
And for the Saints, he's another guy who is injury prone. And if you can get another linebacker in the building who can move sideline to sideline like a Quan Alexander, it doesn't hurt to add him to your roster. So I like that move from that part. And three, and this one's the big one, the Saints are all in on Drew's final year. Look, this might not be his last season. Who knows? Maybe he shocks us all and comes back. But look, the writing's been on the wall. This is probably his last season at this rate. If the Saints can continue this, they will be a playoff team at this rate. They still have to keep their foot on the gas and figure it out. But this is a team that will be contending for a playoff spot. So you kind of think this is Drew's last year. Why not? This team has been knocking on the door for three straight years. They are eventually going to have to be let in. Maybe it's this year. Who knows? And... You might as well go all in. You saw what the Buccaneers did adding Antonio Brown. You saw what the Seahawks did adding uh, Dunlap from the Bengals. Why not go get a defensive piece that's going to help you out? You see all the other NFC teams are reloading. Why not do it? And I remember last year, the Niners went out for Emmanuel Sanders. They got him, and guess what? It paid off. They made the Super Bowl. Maybe this is the move that elevates the Saints, and I know Quan hasn't had a great season. He's also been battling an ankle injury, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I think it's a move you have to make, especially with rumors about the Packers chasing a guy like Will Fuller or Jamison Crowder. You need to add pieces. If they're going to win this season, you weren't going to do it with your roster like this. You needed a couple of extra pieces. Do I think the Saints make another trade? Maybe not. I mean, it's tough to pull off two in the span of a day. Um, but this is enough. This is a shot in the arm that might change this whole locker room for the better. So I like that the Saints were all in on this season. Now, what does Quan bring to the table? I know you guys are eager to figure that out. For starters, this is a guy who's got great speed and athleticism. We saw back then with the Buccaneers that he was one of the rare linebackers who could almost, and keyword is almost, almost stay in stride step for step with uh, Alvin Kamara. Now look, Kamara would beat him because Kamara beats almost every single linebacker in the NFL, but Quan is that guy from sideline to sideline, he moves well. So I think he'll be a nice pairing with Demario Davis. And my guess, and it seems like Sean was alluding to this, he might split time with Anzalone. I think that would be a good thing for the Saints. You get the best out of those players without constantly starting them and, and, and basically putting them in spots where they might get exposed. So I think that works. Another thing that Quan has that I really love, NFC South experience. He played for the Buccaneers for several years. Now, I know it was not under the Bruce Arian scheme, so that definitely doesn't help. But this is a guy who knows NFC South football well. He's only been in the NFC for his career. You like that. And he's been to LSU, so he knows he's going to get into that Louisiana culture and love it down there. Um, and another thing for me, his energy. A lot of 49ers players are upset that he got traded. They understand the business side of it. But clearly, Quan brought an energy to that locker room. Uh, and he's a vocal leader. And this defense needs vocal leaders. They need guys that will hold their teammates accountable when they're not doing their job. And I think Quan will do that. Now, do I think Quan has some limitations? Absolutely. I don't think Quan is the linebacker he once was in 2017, uh, 2016 and 2017 uh, when he had four, 145 tackles and he looked like one of the best linebackers in football. He's battled a couple injuries, a pectoral muscle injury. He had surgery for that in the offseason. He's been battling an ankle sprain that kept him out a couple of weeks, but it's fair to question if the Niners kept him out this week because they were shopping him. It's fair to question that. So what has he done this season in five games? Quan Alexander has a sack. He's got 30 tackles. Uh, I believe he has a forced fumble as well. So he's been a solid playmaker. Not great. He's been solid. But the Saints just at one point just need a solid linebacker next to Demario Davis. They don't need great. You have the great one. Get him a nice Robin to his Batman. I think Quan can absolutely do that. And I know I use that Batman and Robin uh, reference every freaking episode. But I, I really do feel that way. I think Quan is a guy who, if you're telling him he needs to be the B player, 
I think he can thrive in that role, and I think he will. And for the Saints, this comes down to the division. You're 5-2. and two. We'll see what happens with the Bucs and Giants tonight. I would assume the Bucs will win, but you never know. Crazier things have happened. And next Sunday, and I don't think Quan's going to be able to play because of COVID protocols, that's going to be a big game, Saints-Bucks. So you need to add pieces moving forward, and I think Quan is a great piece to add. And whether or not people think this is the right move where they needed to fix the, the team, a lot of people wanted cornerback help. I, I think at the end of the day, guys, cornerback help, the, the best thing they can get is for Marshawn to just turn it around. If Marshawn turns it around, and I need people to realize how important this is, if Marshawn Lattimore plays like the Marshawn Lattimore we know he's capable of playing, that changes the defense. To have a guy who can take out your best receiver, it really just takes one side of the field away. And when you do that, it really opens up the possibilities to be a little bit more aggressive with your defense, blitz a little bit more if you have to, lean safety help in the other direction. And this might be a case where Marshawn Lattimore, who I thought played well against the Panthers and had a couple of good moments against the Bears. Now, look, he got beat on a pretty bad double move by Allen Robinson, but Allen Robinson's a fantastic player. You're going to get beat by him from time to time. If this pick, and he should have had two of them, he dropped one, which was fine because of field position. If Marshawn starts playing good football, I don't think the Saints DB, uh, you know, their woes at, at DB are going to be that glaring. I really feel strong about that because I think the talent is there. I know it hasn't been working, and I know I sound like a broken record over and over and over again just saying they have the talent in the DB room. I strongly feel that way. The linebacking corpse was not good. It was an issue. It was Demario Davis with an Alex Anzalone who has been meh at best. Craig Robertson, who shouldn't see the field unless it's special teams. Zach Bond, who clearly, either he doesn't know the playbook or the Saints don't like what they're seeing from him so far, and neither one is a great option for them. And Kiko Alonso, who wasn't going to play. So what was your option? Were you going to rely on Demario to do everything by himself? No, you bring in Quan Alexander, who is a solid football player. He's not a superstar by any stretch of the imagination, in my opinion. I think he's a solid football player who, in a role where he is going to be the, I guess you want to say, the co-star to Demario Davis, I think he can do that. I think he can be a good supporting member for him, and I think he will be a good supporting member for him. And ironically enough, if Quan were to get cleared for Sunday, which I don't think is going to happen, his next two games, his first two games with the Saints, would be against the Buccaneers, his former team, and the 49ers, his other former team. Crazy how that works out. Now, I talked about this on Twitter, and I think it's worth adding. If Quan doesn't play, what does that mean? If he doesn't play on Sunday against the Bucs, I actually don't think it's a bad thing, and hear me out. Quan Alexander has not gotten a bye week this week, uh, this year. Yes, he's missed time because of his ankle injury, but he hasn't gotten a legitimate bye week. So if he gets traded to the Saints, can't play because of COVID protocols against the Buccaneers, then he actually gets the bye week because the 49ers don't have it till later in the year. And I think it's important for a guy like Quan who has had some durability issues from time to time, I think it's important that he gets a week, a week and a half off to rest his body and get ready because this is a Saints team that is trying to make a run down the stretch. And if they're going to do that, they're going to need a linebacker next to Demario Davis, and they're going to need the one that they acquired for a fifth-round pick in Kiko Alonso. They're not going to need Anzalone. They're going to need Quan to be that difference maker. So for him to get that extra week, that's not the worst thing in the world, and I think that's worth adding. Now, before I end this, because obviously it's going to be a little bit shorter because it really is more of an emergency pod than anything else, what I really want to add, guys, and I know that people don't want to get all sentimental about this, but it's the truth, just enjoy this season. There has This has been a miserable year. This has not been a fun year for anyone. 2020 has been an absolute shitstorm of events where after, time after time after time, we keep getting punched in the mouth and we just got to get up again. Enjoy this final possible final year 
of this Drew Brees era for the Saints. And I'm not trying to make it all about Drew, but you are so lucky in the NFL if you can constantly make the playoffs. And we saw with the Saints, when they were constantly making the playoffs in 09 and 2010 and 2011, we saw how quickly that window slams shut. 2012, you're not there. 2013, you make it back. But then 14, 15, 16, you miss. And it's so hard to get back to the playoffs year in and year out. And I know it's Super Bowl or bust. I get that. Enjoy this season, guys. Enjoy the wins. Whether they're ugly or not, enjoy those moments because you don't know when they come around. You don't. And this Saints team is trying to capitalize. They see that there's something out there for them. This NFC is not that loaded. If you pick out an NFC team to me, I will show you at least a couple of flaws they have. And I think it's as open as it's ever been. You can make a strong argument last year's NFC was way better than this year's. So what do we have? A Buccaneers team who is good, but still they have some kinks to work out. We have a Seahawks team that literally is relying on Russell Wilson to save them every week, and that is just not a sustainable formula. You have a Packers team that just lost to a terrible Vikings squad. So there are definitely some issues. Don't get me started on the NFC East. That is just, we need to get rid of the NFC East as a whole. So I think for the Saints, being aggressive in a year where there is no clear-cut favorite in the NFC, I like it. I absolutely like it. And for the Saints to go out and make this move shows me that they see it, they smell blood in the water, and they're going after it. Quan might not be a superstar, but will Quan help the Saints football team if he's healthy? Absolutely. And with the defense that has been struggling, it doesn't hurt to give them a shot in the arm. And that's what Quan Alexander will do. But I want to know what you guys think about this move. Are you guys very positive about it? Are you a little pessimistic? Are you a little suspect? What is your stance on the Saints trading for Quan Alexander? I told you guys, look, This is a guy who, when healthy, is a rangy linebacker who can do a lot of things. He's been limited in terms of health, which is a problem. But if he can get healthy and he can be a solid supporting cast member for this Saints defense, I think you will be able to take them from a bad defense to a mediocre defense. And I'm telling you from now, a mediocre defense with a Saints offense that has been good and doesn't even have Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders yet, and they will get them and they will be better, I think that is a formula to be winning football games and getting into January football, which is what you play for. So I do think this is a formula that the Saints can definitely win behind. But I want to know what you guys think, so let me know in the replies on Twitter. But until then, guys, that's just me giving you another episode on the Straight Up Saints podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. But until then, guys, uh, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week, and I will hit you guys back with a Saints Buccaneers preview. That's probably going to be the biggest game of the regular season. It should be a fun one between those two NFC South squads. But enjoy the the Monday night game tonight. Hopefully the Giants somehow pull off the upset against the Bucs. And let's hope this Quan Alexander move works. But unless the Saints make another trade, you won't hear from me until about Wednesday or Thursday on the pod. But take care, guys. Enjoy this mini trade that the Saints just made. And let's hope it pays dividends when the team tries to make a stretch run in December slash January as they make a final push and possibly Drew Brees' final season.